Part two of Wongo and the Wise Old Crow by Grace and Carl Moon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part two Chogay of Timber Tangle. Section one. Chapter one An Indian Boy Ruler. The story, dear reader, in you I'll confide, contains a most terrible plot. Of this I inform you, and you can decide just whether to read it or not. It's a tale of a wild and wondrous land, an account of a man-cub bold, whose life is sought by a desperate band, so here is the tale as it's told. There were several stories, each supposed to be a true account, of how Chogay, the lone Indian boy, came to live among the black hills of Timbertangle, a wild, secluded country where no other man-animal ever had lived. Probably Ka the crow alone knew the truth. That wise old bird, who seemed to know almost everything, had told the animals how, several summers before, he had seen a curious brown spot floating down one of the flood-swollen streams, clinging to a mass of brush. Upon investigation, the spot had proven to be a small Indian man-child, and when the brush had caught to a branch overhanging the stream from the shore, the little creature had finally crawled to land. From that day to this, Chogay had lived in Timbertangle, seeming to be as much at home among the animals as he could have been among his own people. Where he had come from, no one knew, but he was accepted on friendly terms by all, except the grey wolf pack. He was looked upon as having strange power, that was, somehow, greater even than the power of tooth and claw, for his hands did many things that clumsy beaks and paws could not do. Before the coming of Chogay, Kilfang, the leader of the grey wolf pack, had been the feared and despised ruler of the Black Hills, but Chogay had one day put secret fear into his heart. The wolf saw a strange, deep look in the eyes of the Indian boy that he greatly disliked and could not understand. Twice had Kilfang tried to make Chogay understand that he alone must rule among all the animal people of the hills. But each time Chogay had looked him in the eyes with that strange, steady gaze, and had walked slowly toward him until the wolf had lost power to do anything but slink back and back, and finally turn away. Thereupon this man-child had grunted, and had made a quick snapping noise with his fingers, which somehow seemed to mean that he, and not Kilfang, was the one with power to lead all this pleased the other animals greatly for they loved chogay because they had learned that he was just and they despised the great wolf because he thought of nothing but to kill and eat and now all knew that kilfang had found one who did not fear him one who had greater power and all knew that this meant that the wolf must leave the black hills with his pack or lose all power over it so with jealous rage in his heart kilfang had taken his followers into the north vowing that he would return with a mightier pack that would eat up the thin-skinned chogay and all others who might be so foolish as to dispute his power or stand in the way of the wolf pack two winters had passed and with these years of added strength and experience the indian boy had established a kind of rule and order among the animal people of the hills 
one morning in the short sunny days of the fall chogay squatted on a flat-topped rock near the entrance to his cave a snug little hole at the base of a mountain and scraped the fat from a fresh bobcat pelt with a sharp flint knife as he labored he mumbled under his breath as if addressing the skin i wouldn't have killed you old short tail but the cold of the white frost comes soon and the warm skin must be changed from your back to mine now that you've gone dead you have no need of it but as i am alive i can use it with much good you were filled with the long years of much living for i find very little fat on your skin and you could have hunted not much longer one more season maybe but i i am young Caw says that no more than twelve winters have gone since i came to life and i am filled with strength to hunt and it may be i will have to fight if the evil killfang and his miserable pack come from the north to keep the vow killfang has made but killfang is all growl and is filled with much bragging talk in his heart is fear and it is fear of chogay as a small black shadow flashed across the rock beside him chogay looked up in time to see a large black crow alight on the limb of the old juniper tree that stood near by from this perch the bird looked down on the man-child nodding gravely welcome brother caw said the boy many days have passed since you and i have met caw made no immediate reply but looked steadily at the bobcat skin then in a deep serious voice he said so this is the end of old short tail the most noble bobcat that ever robbed a grouse's nest or gobbled up young crows and chogay the friend of all animals the leader of timber tangle has slain him although the indian boy detected a teasing note in caw's voice the reference to his friendship for all animals produced an unhappy feeling within him and rising to his full height on the rock he replied the cold of winter comes chogay must have covering for warmth there was no anger in my heart for old short tail he was both old and lame and is it not wiser that i have his skin for good use than that it should be in the greedy stomach of yapki the coyote soon he or one of his family would have hunted him down and eaten him yes said caw solemnly what you say may be true but he was such a good friend of all birds he would do most anything for them how he loved them then in a sad voice he sang oh here lies the skin of old bobtail the cat our loving old friend is no more when i think of his life it, it surprises me that some one didn't kill him before at this chogay grinned for he had half feared that beneath the mock sadness of his friend was a rebuke for what he had done to kill only where there is great need is an old law of the hills this you taught me yourself when i was yet very little and i do not break the law said chogay as he squatted down again to resume his work a soft pad pad of broad feet was heard coming down the trail that led along the mountainside and caw remarked here comes our old friend wongo the bear i'll wager that curiosity or hunger brings him here for he always is filled with curiosity even when empty of food chogay looked over his shoulder as the little bear came up 
and called out welcome brother wongo had you come sooner you would have heard a good rhyming talk from the mouth of our friend caw it may be that he will again say it if the rhyming talk was the kind that he makes about me i don't think i missed much said the little bear crossly then as he seated himself on the rock he caught sight of the bobcat skin and with eyes wide with wonder he exclaimed who is it that leaves his hide for another to use did you kill him in a fair fight or a trap was he but the voice of caw broke in before the last question was finished did you was he oh what and who how very inquisitive are we oh we must know all about all that you do for we're curious as curious can be well if that's the kind of silly talk you were making before i came i'm glad i did not hear it said wongo it's too bad you can't appreciate the work of a great poet said caw sadly but i suppose when one is hungry his judgment is affected at a sudden noise half bark and half whine that came from a point a little above the cave's entrance chogay rose picked up a handful of the fat that had been scraped from the skin and went up to a flat rock on the hillside moving the stone ever so little he called out stop that noise you little sharp-nosed thief your whining will bring all the fox family here to ask questions why i have shut you up here is all you get this day he added as he tossed the fat through the crack many days will go before you are out twice you have been a thief and this time you will be a long time behind the rock so that you will learn that it is not good to steal the dried meat from chogay caw and wongo watched this performance with great interest and the little bear wanted to ask many questions but he feared the teasing remarks that would surely follow as it turned out he heard all that he wanted to know without asking after the fox had been silenced with the scraps of fat two other prisoners were visited and fed one an old mountain sheep and the other a young bobcat at the hole or small cave where the sheep was confined the indian boy spoke to his prisoner old twisted horns three more days and you will again run over the hills as honest people run but if you again steal corn from me your skin will become a covering for the floor in the cave of chogay the old sheep made no reply but ate what was given him in sullen silence at the prison of the bobcat the indian boy peered in through the crack behind the slab of rock that served as a door and then picked up a rope of stout buckskin that ran into the prison from the outside as he pulled it there came an angry snarl from within so exclaimed chogay you are still filled with anger i will not take the rope from your neck until you speak more softly i know the hole is too small for you but here you shall remain until old twisted horns is free then you will go into his house but you shall not be free until chogay has taught you to keep the laws of timber tangle as he returned to his work in front of his cave the indian boy remarked to his callers while chogay lives in the black hills all thieves that are caught will be made to obey the law of the hills there was great anger in big paw the cat when he caught himself in the rope trap yet he was stealing meat from my cave when the rope went around his head when i came he wanted to fight but a twist and a quick pull and chogay had him without breath to snarl 
now he shall not go free until the hunger in his stomach has eaten up his anger they that steal shall be punished is it not a just law my brothers it is just said caw yes it has the sound of being just said wongo but when there is hunger and poor hunting the hunter must have food at this remark caw cocked his head on one side and looked keenly at the little bear then he said about an hour ago while i was flying over the twin hills i saw an aged mountain sheep who had been driven from the flock by the young rams where was that asked wongo eagerly as he got to his feet on the cliffs above the aspen trees on the south side of the first hill said caw scarcely were the last words of the crow spoken before the little bear was speeding away toward the place where caw had seen the sheep i have sharp eyes said chogay addressing the crow but how is it that you have eyes that can see hunger in the stomach of a bear have you not learned that hunger makes all of us cross it is only when our friend wongo is very hungry that he is cross and we do not have to see crossness we sometimes hear it hunger will not take the anger away from big paw the cat if you feed him and give him more room he will soon lose his anger continued caw and it is because he is captive and not because of hunger that he will learn to be honest your words have sound wisdom said the indian boy rising and i shall see if they are not true going up to the flat rock that covered the entrance to the prison of the old mountain sheep he rolled it to one side a moment later the astonished sheep leaped out and dashed away up the side of the mountain caw watched this performance with keenest interest passing on to the prison of the bobcat chogay picked up the buckskin rope with one hand and drew his knife from his belt with the other then pulling the flat stone from the mouth of the hole he gave the rope a sudden pull the bobcat came tumbling out and before it could regain its feet it was dragged to the former prison of the mountain sheep two days to realize what had happened before it was in new quarters and the stone door lifted into place very quickly and neatly done said caw in admiration then he added in a low tone to himself our friend wongo should have good hunting to-day for if he should miss the old sheep on the cliff he will surely get old twisted horns who is making for the same place as the indian boy returned to his cave to get food for the young bobcat there arose the sound of many yapping voices from the sagebrush below news news for brother chogay came the voices a thin sharp-nosed coyote emerged from the edge of the sage and stood a little in the open as though he feared to come nearer then the heads of three or four of his followers were poked from the brush as though to lend support to their timid leader and to see the great man-child to whom their remarks had been addressed news is of no use until it is told said chogay speak up brother fearful what is there to tell is it not a law among us that if one makes a lie and tells it against a brother he shall be punished asked fearful it is a law replied chogay who is it that breaks the law 
it is sandy the red fox who has made a great lie saying that he has flown like an eagle from the valley to the top of skulltop mountain and that as he left the top to come down a rock fell and rolled down to the valley and that our old cousin rip the outcast wolf who is very brave ran in great fear believing that the mountain was tumbling down so our cousin rip is made a coward in the eyes of all because of the lie where is your cousin rip that he does not come to accuse the fox asked chogay he and sandy hunt together and he is afraid to make sandy angry why we know not answered fearful at the sound of a chuckle from the juniper tree chogay looked up to see Ka shaking with laughter paying no heed to this he again spoke to the coyote all know that a fox cannot fly through the air to a mountain top go bring this maker of lies to me and we shall hear his story from his own mouth this order was evidently what the coyotes wanted for they quickly vanished into the brush when they had gone caw could scarce contain himself for mirth anticipating the scene that would follow when sandy the fox faced chogay he hopped up and down as he sang tis a funny old world for often i see the right of a thing turned about and when it occurs then we say it can't be till proof makes it true without doubt as the old crow spread his wings to depart chogay asked does that rhyming talk mean that a fox might fly it might said caw from over his wing as he flew away chapter two the fox and the wolf in the afternoon of the day following the visit of the coyotes to the cave of chogay a dapper little red fox and a gaunt one-eyed old timber wolf trotted over a narrow trail that led along the rim of a canyon they were sandy or red eagle fox as he loved to call himself and rip the veteran outcast of a once great pack why this strange pair hunted together was a mystery to all but caw the crow he knew that it was because the conceited little fox who never tired of boasting of his supposed skill as a hunter felt it a great compliment to be permitted to hunt with a real wolf and that old rip endured the companionship of the boastful little fox for the simple reason that when game is to be found two sharp young eyes are better than one old one in truth the old wolf knew that his days of hunting alone were gone the alert little fox filled with false pride and great vanity formed a strange contrast to rip for even a casual observer would have noticed that the old wolf had passed a long way beyond the prime of life old rip's left eye had been lost in one of the numerous battles he had been called upon to fight but the right eye still retained some of its former fire a part of one ear was missing but he could hear with it very well as he ran it could be seen that his joints were not just as limber as they once had been his greatest characteristic was an insatiable appetite he was always hungry but in spite of all this he was a wolf and that fact made him great in the eyes of sandy the fox while on hunting trips the luck of this strange pair was a very uncertain thing but usually the little fox managed to catch a rabbit or some birds 
and old rip was always careful to pay his partner some gruff compliment before devouring the larger portion of the game secretly caw enjoyed the fox and wolf as they afforded him many a quiet chuckle of which they were ignorant because of his interest caw frequently helped them to find game when hunting was poor and the two learned to look upon him as a valued friend on this particular afternoon the hunters were in no pleasant mood for it was growing late and they had killed nothing since early morning but a small grouse which did not satisfy their appetite for long as they stuck close to the trail it was evident that though hungry they were on some business other than hunting how much farther is it to this bear's den growled rip who was beginning to weary of the journey only a little way now replied the fox soon we will go up the mountainside a short distance and then we are there the old wolf made no reply to this but trotted doggedly along after his companion wishing to turn rip's thoughts to less tiresome things than trails and distances the little fox asked how did you learn that kill fang and his pack are returning to the black hills i have ears haven't i growled rip when there is news of a kill abroad i hear of it and there will be good hunting for many of us when the pack comes down the north canyon all animals will run over the hills to the broad valley to get out of the way of killfang and it is there i shall be before them i also will be there remarked the fox and each of these brave hunters had visions of the great number of rabbits squirrels and small animals that would swarm over the hills and into the valley to the east as the wolf pack came through the canyon that opened into the black hill region on the north when does the pack come asked the fox yapki the coyote gave me the news replied rip and he says the pack now numbers more than fifty and that they will come into the black hills when the moon is again at the full i have no liking for this chogay but i have less for the strutting killfang and i shall howl the death howl with great happiness if the indian man-child kills him and drives his boastful pack again into the north it is not many days from now that the moon is at the full said the fox no more than a dozen at most does any one but yip ki and you know about the coming of the pack no one replied rip for he does not dare to tell fearful and his brothers as they talk too much and the rabbits and squirrels have sharp ears suddenly a voice that came from the limb of a cottonwood tree above their heads called out two bold brave hunters are we as all who will look can see to fight the fierce rabbit with all us is a habit we fear nothing that's smaller than we let's see we mean smaller and weaker than we at the sound of caw's voice for it was he the spirits of the two hungry hunters began to rise for now there was hope of finding something to eat where are we going so far from home on so fine an afternoon inquired the crow then without waiting for a reply he continued i'll guess you are just out for a quiet stroll after eating a nice meal of fat mountain sheep and jackrabbit at the mention of such delicious food old rip licked his chops and the little fox squirmed uneasily as usual he spoke for the two 
we certainly would have had a fine meal if we had been on one of our regular hunting trips for as you know i always bag my game and there is no greater hunter than then you have had poor hunting to-day broke in caw who did not care to hear the boastful remarks that he knew the little fox was getting ready to make yes that's just it replied the little fox as i was saying we are on our way to make an important call and though we have come a great distance there has been nothing good to eat within sight or sound of us since dawn at that moment the keen eyes of the old crow caught sight of a short line of moving animals far back along the canyon rim but though his eyes twinkled as he realized that fearful and his brothers were trailing the little fox to tell him of chogay's order he said nothing to the two hunters who were ignorant of the fact that they were being followed well said caw as i flew over the sage that is just around the point ahead of you i saw a number of jack-rabbits that were headed up the mountain if you cut in above the trail you will head them off instantly the two hunters sprang forward toward the place indicated each trying to be first and neither remembering to thank the old crow for the information he had given them so they are making an important call said caw to himself as he watched the odd pair loping away up the mountainside it's quite plain who they are calling upon i wonder what kind of a plot is in the wind now then he looked back far down the canyon trail where the small line of coyotes were slowly approaching and chuckled to himself as he flew off over the mountain less than half an hour later rip and sandy had managed to kill two jack-rabbits and were trotting along the well-worn little trail that led to the cave of wongo the bear suddenly the fox who was in the lead stopped beside some jack-oak bushes and spoke to his companion you can wait here friend rip while i talk to wongo for you see he must not know that you are in this plan of ours if he learns that you are interested in the escape of the mountain sheep or i should say in eating the sheep after it has escaped he would tell chogay if this indian man-child hears of it you would never get the sheep and my brother might not be set free in time to escape killfang and his pack i keep my word replied rip who was in a better humour after the meal of the jack-rabbit but remember he added warningly i am to have the mountain sheep in return for telling you the news of killfang in the pack go on i'll wait for you here sandy trotted up the trail leaving his companion who was glad enough to rest his weary bones after so long a journey a few minutes later the fox after announcing his presence with a short bark poked his head into the bear's cave and called out a good evening to you brother wongo i hope i am not interrupting a nap no replied the little bear who was suddenly curious to know why sandy was so far from his own hunting-grounds but i am just getting ready to take a walk into the canyon what brings you to the cave of wongo i have just been on one of my famous hunting trips replied sandy i often make long journeys when in search of big game for as you may know i am one of the greatest all right cut in wongo who had learned from caw about sandy's habit of boasting but what brings you here as i was just saying replied the fox i was passing this way and thought i'd just drop in to see you 
and perhaps ask a question or two that you might be able to answer sandy looked anxiously at the little bear go on said wongo whose curiosity was growing i have just heard that you visited the cave of chogay the man-child yesterday and it may be that you can tell me something about him they say that he has many animals that he keeps as prisoners in little holes in the rocks near his cave and that he does not let them out is it so he has only three animals replied wongo and he keeps them shut up because they steal and so have not kept the law one is a mountain sheep who stole his corn another is a young bobcat who stole or tried to steal dried meat from his cave and the third is a fox who has twice stolen from him but will not steal again very soon the little fox remained silent for a few moments not knowing just how to gain the real information that he'd come for but just as the impatient wango was about to ask him to go on he remarked all say that this chogay knows all animal talk that he can do strange things and that he carries a long sharp claw with which he can kill very quickly when he wishes to is it so that he can do strange things is true and the thing you call a claw is a knife said wongo and he took on a superior air as he gave this information for he was quite proud of his knowledge of chogay could he kill the gray wolf pack if it should come asked sandy that is a silly question replied wongo no one could kill the pack single-handed unless he had as many heads and as many teeth as the pack and of course we know that no such animal lives in timber tangle would chogay shut me up if i went to tell him something he would like to hear replied sandy no if what you tell is true but why not tell me who knows him and i can tell him for you suggested the little bear whose curiosity was now thoroughly aroused no replied sandy i have reasons why i must tell him myself i have valuable information to give him and well it may be that i will ask him for something in return oh very well said wongo with pretended indifference i can't see that the matter concerns me so i will bid you good yes yes broke in the fox quickly it does concern you as i want you to take me to the chogay for i have never seen him except from a great distance and well you could tell him who i am you know and that we are close friends and about my reputation as a great oh grunted wongo you mean that we are acquainted because we both happen to be friends of caw the crow just that said the fox who wished to be very agreeable to the little bear by the way did you happen to hear chogay say just when he expected to free the mountain sheep and the fox yes replied wongo who was anxious to show his caller that he knew a great deal about the doings of the ruler of the black hills i heard him say that the mountain sheep is to go free in three days that's the day after to-morrow but the fox is to be kept for a long time as he is a great thief and has twice broken the law the little fox squirmed uneasily when the last statement was made but his uneasiness escaped the notice of the bear but what is all that to do with the great secret that you have to tell chogay asked wongo you will learn all that if you will just agree to accompany me to his cave 
and if you would well just tell him that i am a red eagle fox the hunter wongo made no reply for some time merely for the impressive effect his silence would have on his caller yes he said at length although it is a long hard trip from here to chogay's cave and i have no love for long trips i can see no great reason why i should not do you the favour to accompany you then too chogay may want my advice before sandy could make any reply to this five silent grey figures suddenly appeared in a semicircle behind him and a fearful the coyote spoke brother sandy is wanted by our leader the indian man-child there is a tale that our brother the fox has been telling and chogay would hear it from his own mouth at this announcement the little fox began to swell with pride and all interest in wongo vanished ah it is well that you bring me word from our great leader brother fearful then turning to wongo i will not need your company after all wongo so i will bid you good day well i will be glad to accompany you anyway said wongo hastily as he followed his caller out of the cave entrance for he had no intention of missing the chance to learn what mysterious news sandy had for chogay it will not be necessary now that he has sent for me replied sandy i fully intended to visit chogay again very soon anyway brother sandy and it suits me just as well to go along with you now of course added the little bear he will see no one until the sun is up and we could not get to his cave much before dawn don't trouble yourself about it said the fox coolly for i am sure he will not want any but very important members of timber tangle to hear the news i have for him with this he started down the trail followed by the five coyotes the little bear watched them depart and decided that he would be at the cave of chogay before them after he had given them time to get a good start down the trail he ambled down the path thinking of all that had taken place and wondering what could be the great news that sandy had to tell so occupied was he with his thoughts he did not notice a black object perched on the low limb of a tree near the trail but he looked up as a voice sang out oh here comes a bear a pigeon-toed bear and that is as plain as can be he lives in a den it's really a pen and i'd much rather live in a tree that's me it's much nicer to live in a tree wherever he goes he turns in his toes except when he scratches and bites and it's sad to relate he's often out late oh what does he do with his nights just fights yes that's what he does with his nights i don't either growled wongo pretending to be angry at his old friend and my cave isn't a pen either but what could a squawking old crow know about caves i believe i smell a wolf said caw changing the subject and he stuck his beak in the air in imitation of animals who sniff for a scent yes said wongo as he too sniffed the air i hadn't noticed it before but i too smell a wolf sandy the fox just stopped at my cave a few minutes ago to ask me to take him to the cave of chogay but that old one-eyed partner of his was not with him no queried caw with a chuckle then he cocked his head on one side and continued well it's just as i thought there's a gay little plot it'll be about something to eat 
and there's some axe to grind as we're sure to find no doubt in exchange for fresh meat what do you mean by all that string of words asked wongo nothing nothing very important replied caw we'll soon see for ourselves did fearful the coyote come to your cave while sandy was there yes he did said wongo there were four other coyotes with him and they told sandy that choge wanted to see him about some important matter what's it all about do you know i suspect i know something about it said caw but not enough to tell when do sandy and the coyotes and rip the wolf go to see choge i don't know about old rip said wongo but sandy and the coyotes have started to-night and i am going too but i expect to be there when they arrive well you can bet that the old wolf is trailing along after them the old rascal was with sandy to-day and there is some good reason why they did not want you to know that he was around did the fox say anything about things they were planning to kill or eat no replied wongo he only asked if i knew when choge intended to free old twisted horns the mountain sheep and the fox that are shut up in the rocks near choge's cave well, what did you tell him asked caw i told him that the sheep was to be free in three days and the fox was to be kept prisoner for a long time as he had twice broken the law by the way said caw i see from your good humour that you must have had good hunting yesterday did you find the old mountain sheep on the cliffs no i didn't find him on the cliffs or near the aspen trees but i got him i must have passed him on the way up for when i had given up hope of finding him i turned back down the trail and near the bottom of the hills i ran right into him he was coming up so fast he didn't see me those young rams in his flock must be good at fighting to turn him out of the flock for he didn't look any downcast and then the little bear wouldn't understand why caw should laugh so long and hard over such simple news i am glad you found a sheep even if it wasn't the one i sent you to get said the crow at length and it was lucky for you that i induced choge to free twisted horns when he did do you mean that i got the old sheep that choge had shut up in the rocks asked wongo in great excitement well it looks that way to me said caw then changing the subject abruptly he said if you are to be at choge's cave by sunrise you will want to amble along i think i'll be there too but i can sleep half the night first and then be there before the rest of you as the little bear started down the trail caw flew along beside him for a little way and as he flew he sang mr wolf and a bobcat had a fight down in the hollow where the timber grows thick in just one minute mr wolf took flight and he was in a hurry and lookin quite sick yes old mr wolf he ran away with a scratched-up nose and a bunged-up eye and he's scared of bobcats to this day and he shakes with fear when he hears one cry End of Part 2, Section 1